what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in and checking out the Hustle the Most podcast. This is episode 17. I'm your host, Wes, and today we're going to talk about failing at college. So, not too long after coming home from my first European tour, I was about to move into my first apartment and start school at Eastern Michigan University. Super stoked, getting ready, out on my own, doing the thing. And uh, I'd spent two years prior at Community College, uh, Mott Community College in Flint, Michigan. And I was trying to get like all my basics out of the way. That's always like a, a plan that people have, right? I'm going to go to this community college. I'm going to get my basics. And I'm going to go to four-year university. That's always the plan. Um, sometimes plans change. People deviate. You know, it just happens. So I, like a lot of other of my friends, decided to set up a plan to go to community college and then go to a four-year university. So I was at Mott Community College in Flint. And it was pretty cool. It was kind of just like high school, but like not my high school, more like the high schools that you saw on TV, like shows like 90210 or like, you know, say by the bell, whatever, and like where people are sitting out on the quad and like hanging out and just, you know, playing Frisbee, whatever it is that people do. It's basically what you would see depicted in some sort of movie, right? So they would show like life on the quad, kids playing Frisbee, hacky sack, whatever it is, you know, they got the typical kid playing his goosey guitar on the side and a group of people, um, whatever it is. So this was no different except for the fact that it was only for a few months out of the year because, of course, I went to school in Michigan and not California. So people were hanging out on the quad. About a quarter of the time, the rest of the time, people were inside freezing except for the smokers who would go outside and try to suck down a cigarette as fast as they could without freezing because it's negative 20 degrees out. So that's pretty much the community college experience. I think I had fun at community college. Like It was pretty cool. We grew up in Flint, and there was a lot of schools around the time that people would end up going to Mott. So a bunch of people that we knew from different schools all over the Flint area would kind of end up going to your school. It's almost like having your friends all, all of a sudden come to your high school. It's kind of cool. And um, the classes were good, and, and I feel like the professors were cool. Like They kind of knew what was going on in the community. They kind of had a, a grasp on what kind of students were coming in. and um, I feel like they taught you pretty well. I uh, had a firm grasp on kind of what was going on and the classes and why I was there, why I was taking classes. Um, I was going to school for marketing. And, you know, it's funny because I remember being in high school and having a career day where, you know, you basically went to this career lab and talked to this lady about your interests and you told her what you're passionate about. And then you had to take like a short quiz on the computer. and. I remember answering all the questions and then I click submit and it printed out my results. And so it didn't print it out to me, but printed out to the lady behind the desk. And I imagine that some people got this and they got things like firefighter or, you know, chemist or professor or teacher or whatever, retail store managers, normal things, right? I imagined normal things to come out of this test. Me, on the other hand, like I could never get something normal. That's just not how this is not how it works for me. So, um, you know, I didn't get like police officer, magazine editor, designer. For me, what it told me to do after answering all these questions, it told me that my profession should be an acrobat. The machine told me that I should be an acrobat. Like thinking back, I don't recall any questions on this quiz like, do you enjoy doing flips? Do you often tumble gracefully? Have you ever walked, you know, on a freaking wire? Like, never in the history of this quiz were there any questions relating to anything like that. So, somehow, I get 
acrobat. And I remember the lady printing it out and just looking at it and then kind of looking at me with this phase of confusion kind of mixed with confusion and disappointment. And <laughs> it was a pretty awful experience. And she kind of handed it to me and I looked at it and I said, acrobat. And she said, that's what it said. And didn't really have any sort of recourse. Like, oh, maybe you should take it again. Maybe we should, you know, look at the questions. Let's talk about it. I was like, yep, here's your sheet. She's gave me my sheet and moved on. Next person. Um, I think I remember talking to other people and I don't remember anyone having anything crazy like acrobat. No, like circus clown, no juggler, nothing like that. Everyone else was like lawyer, doctor, firefighter, you know, retail store owner, just random stuff like that. Um, but me, I was, I was the acrobat. So moving forward, I did not pursue my acrobatic career. Um, although I have fallen a few times. If you've listened to some earlier episodes of the podcast, you know that I've fallen a handful of times and they were never graceful by any stretch. So, so anyway, back to community college. So I was taking classes in the marketing program and which was like marketing, management, advertising, stuff like that. It was awesome. Like I feel like I was good at it. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, the professors were good. You know, it was community college, so it was pretty easy. People had come from kind of different backgrounds and different areas of schooling and some were kind of older, some were right out of high school like myself. And I think I really learned a lot there. Um, not really about marketing so much a little bit, but more about navigating the system and balancing my time with my effort, with all my classes, as well as like working full time and playing in a band. And it's actually more of a challenge to figure out how I was going to do all these things than it was to actually do the work. So I did get the work done. So that's good. So after two years of going to Mount Community College at the Euro Tour, which we talked about in the last episode, then I headed off to Eastern Michigan University to live with Phil and finish up school. That was the plan. It was a good plan. It was a solid plan. And uh, I think I've talked about this in some of the other episodes, but Eastern Michigan is located in Ypsilanti, Michigan, which is just down the street and next door to University of Michigan, so in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And Eastern is a pretty typical university campus. I mean, it had a lot of the same things that Ma had, except for it was just bigger and there were a lot of dorms. Everything seemed much farther away. And, you know, parking was a total nightmare, of course. I remember these commuters would show up and hang out in the parking lots for like three hours before their classes just so they could find a spot. Like they would sit in their cars and read and study and wait for someone to pull out. Like I would always call them hawks because I would pull in and I would see these people sitting at the end waiting in their cars, just waiting for someone to pull out. And I'm like, man, not going to get a spot here. Like they were literally just like hawking, waiting for someone to pull out so they could just pounce on their spot. It was crazy. And they would just sit there and, and just drink coffee and, and read whatever it was they were doing. I never actually met any of these people. I think they were just, maybe they were older students, commuters at the time. Uh, I don't remember them being younger, the ones that I did see, but um, just kind of like non-traditional students. So, so this was 1998. And the internet was a thing, but nowhere near like as versatile as it is today. So today in college, when you register for classes, you go to like a website, you add the class numbers or you search the classes. And once you find the classes, all the information for the class is in the body of the class description and outline, whatever it is. So things like how many credits it is and the days and times that it's offered, any prerequisites you may need to take to get into that class are listed on that page. Eastern Michigan in 1998 had these giant phone books. 
with all these classes in them. And they were basically located in these rooms. And the rooms were full of phones. Like just on whole banks of phones on the wall. And you had this book. And you had to register for classes by basically looking up the class under your program. Finding the class number. Dialing this number. Typing in your student number. And then adding the class number at the time you're trying to get into the class. So it was a pretty old and antiquated system, but I think at the time it was like the best they had, and that's the way they had done it for years and years and years. So uh, it, it actually took a long time to really get in your classes. I remember sitting there for hours actually typing in these numbers, and you know, you type it in, it would tell you this thing, like this class is full, and you'd have to like go to the next one or rearrange your whole schedule based around you know, what you kind of had picked out. So maybe it took me so long because I didn't really have a good plan. So like, I remember having no plan actually. Like I never met with a counselor. I just had this book and I was registering for classes under the marketing program. Like looking back, I'm really not sure why I did this. Like I remember I had some pretty bad social anxiety happening at the time. And I remember when I would ask people questions, it always made me feel really awkward and just kind of like uncomfortable in my own skin. It's kind of a weird thing to, to explain. But I would get really sweaty and nervous. And like, I always felt like everyone knew like everything that was going on except to me. But like, this was, this was strange because at my, you know, I'd met with my counselor four or five times and he helped me plan everything out every semester. He knew every class that I needed to take and he knew how I could get in the class and to make sure that I got in the class. And I learned how all this worked at Mott. And then when I got to Eastern, I completely abandoned the whole idea of meeting a counselor and just did my own thing. It was an awful, awful idea and a total bonehead move. But like this thing about like, who does this? Like I just went rogue. I, I have no idea why. And I guess I kind of compare it to when you're a passenger in a car, maybe before you're able to drive and you think you know kind of like where you're going all the time. But then once you start driving, you kind of forget how to get places. Like maybe you know the road, you know the end destination, but the details on the turns are kind of fuzzy because, you know, you're now just not watching the roads. You're actually worrying about driving and concentrating and trying to remember how to get places as well as drive and not kill people. So it's kind of like that. I think my social anxiety just probably got the best of me. And that seems, as I'm saying it, like that kind of seems like a cop-out, but I remember at the time, like, if I was in a store or something and I had to use the bathroom real bad, I would have rather ran in any direction looking for a bathroom than to ask someone where a bathroom was. It sounds crazy even just saying it out loud, but I just think I was nervous about everything. It was just normal for me to be that way because I live that way every day. But looking back, I probably should have gotten some help and figured out how to deal kind of with that because that's not, that's not really normal. That's not, that's not right. So I don't think I was really ready for school. Like I didn't have much guidance or support from my, my dad or my parents and mainly because, you know, he didn't have any money to really help and contribute. So the way that he kind of dealt with stuff like that was just kind of ignore it. And I know tons of people that went straight from high school to a four-year college and graduated, went off to join the workforce. Like that was never me. Like there wasn't one thing about my life that was traditional. So I guess why would my college experience really be any different, right? So looking back, I guess I just really wasn't ready. So I had too many other things kind of in the fire that I was trying to succeed at and doing them all at once and not an amazing strategy, but you know, I was touring in my band, I was booking shows, I was designing record covers, 
working and just really trying to survive. Like I wasn't making really a lot of headway in any of those things, but I was still doing them all at once. And I guess if I went to school and just worried about school and just had a clear cut path, I probably could have gotten through it just like everyone else. I mean, maybe, right? Or maybe not. People all the time kind of go through that traditional path and, you know, end up hating what they're doing or dropping out or doing something else or just deciding they have found another calling in life and, you know, join the military or Peace Corps or whatever they want to do. So maybe being non-traditional is not so bad all the time. So it's my favorite part of the podcast. Let's jump into the part about what I've learned from these. So a lot of these things that I'm looking at talking about in the podcast are me looking at stories and situations and scenarios that have happened, you know, 10, 20, sometimes 30 years ago and looking at them through this retrospective lens um, as an adult, um, as a professional, and just figuring out, you know, what I learned and how these things have shaped me into be what I am today or, or, you know, have guided my behaviors in the way that I do them today. So what did I learn from this? So I learned that I put a lot of unnecessary pressure on myself by making assumptions. Let me break that down for a second. So I would assume that by asking a question, someone was going to judge me. They were going to think I was stupid, I was dumb, or worse. Like, the people at Home Depot, as an example, are there for you to ask questions. That's their job. So me running down an aisle to find a bathroom, people ask where the bathroom is there every single day. And for some reason, didn't process that when I was younger, and I just decided that I would rather do my own thing than to ask a question and worry about being judged. That's a hard thing to get away from. We all worry about what other people think on some level. Some people say they don't, and that's great, but every day when you get up and you put on a certain shirt, a certain hat, a certain pair of shoes, whatever, like you're putting them on there because you like them, but you also hope that you don't go out in the world and look like a circus freak. And that's just, that's just part of it, right? So whether you, you think about it or not, we all often make those decisions kind of subconsciously and we just do what we do. So, um, but anyway, the people that are there in those places, like counselors or Home Depot workers, whatever it is, they're there for you to ask them questions. They want you to ask them questions. So if you ever get the urge to worry about being judged, don't worry about it. Just ask the question. They're probably not going to give you a hard time. They're probably not going to judge you. Hopefully they're going to send you in the right direction and uh, you're going to carry on with your day and go, huh, that was actually pretty easy. So don't wait a long time to figure out and you don't like to ask people questions because you're worried about getting judged. Just ask the question, throw yourself out there, try it a couple times and see how it goes. That's the best advice you can take from any of this. So let me just continue down this path for a minute. So when I was at community college, I really learned how to navigate the system. I figured out who to talk to, where to go, and I was really comfortable with it. I was really, really comfortable with it, had a firm grasp on it. But once I got to that bigger school, I felt like I lost a lot of the comfort. I lost all confidence in my abilities to navigate my own education. So what I didn't know then that I know now is to ask the questions, right? Ask every question you can about anything and everything. Don't fear being judged by anyone. Just ask more questions. Always ask questions. It sounds crazy. I know I'm repeating myself a handful of times, but I'll tell you, this is the secret, man. Ask questions and that's how you get the answer. Don't wait for them to pop out of someone else's mouth. Just ask the questions. It's super easy. The last thing I really learned looking back on this was that I was never going to be an acrobat. Like I like jumping on trampolines. 
and I did it for fun. It was great. But if I had to do it for a job, I'd probably love it less. I think that's the thing. So, but really there's nothing wrong with being a non-traditional anything and taking a non-traditional path. It's not so much about the way that you do something, but it's about the fact that you do something. The path to your future isn't always as carved out as you maybe would like it to be. And you can't always compare yourself to others, right? Because the amount of variables and barriers that you may have to overcome opposed to someone else, it's so different and it's completely unmeasurable. So, so don't be afraid to carve out that road and make it yours. That's all I got for this one. As always, thank you for listening to the Hustle the Most podcast. This was episode 17. Check out more stories, photos, and connect with me at hustlethemost.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a like, give us a share. If you're feeling super inspired and you want to write something and type, 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 write a review. Always appreciate that. We'll see you on the next one.